0: Well, very welcome to another women's rugby pod. I'm Johnny Hammond, and alongside me again this week is an absolute superstar of a guest co presenter. It's none other than the England captain, Sarah Hunter. How are you, Sunter? I'm very well. Thanks for having me back on. Well, you did such a marvelous job last week um, that we just had to bring you, bring you on. It wasn't the fact that nobody else was available. Um, <laughs> It's great stuff. Look, we've got another packed show again this week. We'll have a look back at uh, England against Italy in your company, of course. Great to see you back out there. Uh, we'll have a look back at Ireland against Wales. Not only just uh, your thoughts, but also the thoughts of the Wales coach, Warren Abrahams. He's on the pod. Uh, Jenny Murphy, the Ireland superstar, she's coming on the pod as well. Not only look back at last weekend's fixtures, but look ahead to this weekend's fixtures as well. We've got looking at uh, the Ireland's Premier 15th fixtures as well all your news and shout outs as well on what is a very busy women's rugby pod but it would be remiss not to start over in Parma. how good was it being back with that red rose on your chest again Santa?
1: yeah it, it certainly meant everything you know i think it's been widely reported about the difficult year that um, I've had with different injuries along the way, especially the the neck injury that I had that just went undiagnosed for, for months and uh, spoken about whether it would stop me from playing. So to actually finally pull on that shirt and, and walk out and, and sing the anthem and, and play for your country was was a, a very special moment.
0: Yeah, absolutely, because uh, you know, it's a hell of a long time out at any stage of your your career and when you've got 100 23 caps i it's just pure greed that you want more but uh, <laughs> no look i you and i've spoken before haven't we about you earning your right in that squad earning your right in that in in that team and yeah, you know, i think i i speak for quite a few of listeners and viewers of women's rugby you're just like a big comfort blanket over us all us england Red Roses fans, you know, you're back in the side. It's like putting an old pair of slippers back on. We know the fit; it fits well. It's cozy. It's comfortable. It's what we know, and that kind of resonated throughout throughout the team. I think you know that first half, England had a lot of pressure, and I think that would have got to the team more if you hadn't been on the field. How was it out there?
1: Very kind of you to, to say, Johnny. I think um, I think what what's great about our team now is that we're we are really developing leaders and. Um, they certainly, obviously, make my job um uh, a lot easier being out there, um and trying to help sort of guide the team when it it might not be going the way we want, especially against uh Italy in that first half. You know, we'd spoken about the week, and I think we spoke on the pod as well just about what a difficult proposition Italy can be, and especially away from home as well, or us being away from home anyway, um. And they certainly did that. You know, uh, Giada said they'd been training and spent a lot of time together and working on new things. And they certainly um, came out and they came out with a lot of energy, a lot of like intent to play. And um, it, and they did make it really difficult for us. You know, we 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 allowed them to play. We probably didn't challenge them enough to try and get the ball back off them. So they went through multiple phases. Um, and then our attacking game probably let us down the, the most significant part because we just couldn't keep continuity of it. You know, a real strength for us is we we can keep the ball, we can pressurize teams and that pressure then leads to opportunities and for us to create um like get points on the board, which which we didn't do. And I think if you took um that breakaway try from from Scars and um that break by Meg Jones finished by um Vicky Fleetwood, time, yeah. yeah, it would have been Three all at half time. So um, so yeah, they they certainly did make us, us work and challenge us and ask questions that maybe we haven't been asked for for a little while. So um, so yeah, in that sense, it was a good game and it was a good game to try and problem solve. Um, and then the the finish um for that last twenty minutes, you know, the bench came on and did an absolutely amazing job to to put six tries on the board in a such a short space of time and in the manner in which they did, I think was. It's probably a product of the chaining that we've done over over the last few months
0: what I mean your compressor outfit and and all that yeah you know, the, the Scott and amid and, uh, and Midton, whatever and and mark do uh, a cracking job and no stone unturned I'm sure um, would you not have spoken about that though Italy the you know the, the Latin bar they haven't played for a long while we remember back last year Argentina took on New Zealand didn't they And they, this inspirational video of them all training at home with bags of rice and what have you and smashed it smashed the All Blacks and I got that sense this week or last week that Italy were going to do the same they were going to come out rip out the blocks was that spoken I just just weather the storm they're going to fly out the blocks let's just absorb everything we can they'll run out of steam and that's kind of exactly what happened you could see the battery levels just going down and down and down and down and down, and down.
1: We certainly spoke around what Italy um, or problems they pose um, when they're at home. I mean, more so probably than they, they travel away in terms of the last two or three games. I think we've gone in like relatively um, small scorelines or I think maybe potentially even been losing. Um, so we we knew that and we spoke about it. I don't think... If I'm honest, we, we probably would have wanted the start that we had. We probably would have wanted to come out and had a bit more energy about us, had a bit more intensity. I don't think we create a single like standalone opportunity that we have created. So I think we'd be a little bit disappointed by that. But I think the fact that, yes, Italy had a lot of possession... They probably didn't look like getting across our try line, which I think is something we've, we've got to be pleased about. I think we can probably be a bit more dominant in um, in our defence rather than just keep soaking up those tackles, and that in itself takes a lot of energy out. But I, I don't, I don't think they got too many try scoring opportunities to, to get points on the board as much as possession that they did have.
0: Yeah, indeed. So um, it was a, it was a really, really good 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 victory in the end wasn't it and uh, and as you said that 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 world-class bench you spoke a little bit early about uh, leaders um and there, there was quite a lot of conversation when you when you were going off with uh, with scaz there's a really nice photograph have you put it up on social media is it
1: i think you Skaz or is, Skaz has. Yeah, it's got...
0: just just really really oh it's nice nice to have the nice to have the boss back back in town or something like that yeah really really lovely um what were you saying to her i, I, I I'm just just go with it. Right, Skaz, you've got to do this, this and this. Uh, and if you don't do that, uh, I'm going off now, but you best do this, 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 this. But no, look, it all says that she, she's one of those leaders. Who else is beginning, you know, there's some some younger players who are beginning to sort of just step into that leadership role, especially with sort of Katie Gone and what have you now.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, uh, Skaz has always, always always been there and about, and even more so now in her vice-captaincy role. And she's certainly someone that I like work closely alongside in terms of like not just on field stuff but off field as well um, and then like our on pitch leaver you look at Abby Ward in terms of her her line out ability and not just that her presence that she has and and Zoe, Zoe Allcroft, and as well as another forward leader but in a in a in a very different way and I think that's good you need you need to have leaders that have different styles as well and even um I'd say like Poppy Cleal is certainly someone that is starting to step up now as well and and Marley Packer leads in a very different way she, she leads from a heart and a passion um so they're some of the people that are key people that you you need and you need different people at different times just to maybe give a nod to and say like look like this is where you come into your own so like a Marley Packer, Packer like sort of trying to get like passion and emotion and that side of things out and then sort of in our our back line you you look at someone like Helena Rowland and Zoe Harrison who are naturally going to have to step in as leaders and they're certainly developing developing that that side of their game because they obviously have to ultimately run the game so so yeah there's um, certainly a a group of people that are, are stepping up and we're trying to work much more together in terms of Problem solving, what's going on the, on the pitch and how we fix it. Um, like, not just review it in in a day's time and say, well, what could we have done this? We're trying to do in game problem solving to, to make us function and get a better performance.
0: Nice. Well, look, we, we are going to chat uh, Scotland Italy later on in the pod uh, after our, our guests. So, just want to keep, keep focusing on, on, on England. I just haven't even mentioned the score yet, have we? 67 3. The red roses uh, beat Italy over in Parma at the weekend. <laughs> yeah, Might have been useful to mention that at the top. Anyway, most people listening to this will will know the result. Uh, what's the fix then? No, wrong question. And apologies. What's the polish?
1: What's the polish? Yeah, I agree. I think it's probably merging the two games together. So against Scotland, we came out the blocks. And we had a really dominant first half. And then second half, we kind of momentum got away from us, stop start, and we just lost our way. Whereas I almost feel like it was the opposite this this time around. You know, we probably didn't get start that we wanted and we didn't have enough um, probably continuity and control and accuracy to, like, build pressure and to put pressure on Italy. But we managed that in the second half. Um, so I think it, it's probably how. I mean, everyone talks about this 80-minute performance. I'm not sure it exists, but trying to to get probably more than a 40-minute a performance would probably be um, would be the would be the, the the polish. I think I just in the first half still cost us. You know, I think we gave six penalties away in the first half. Um, so we, we probably need to need to keep keep working on that. The second half was a lot better, um, but yeah, just. I think, like how we start a game and how we maintain it.
0: Nice. Yeah. I, I, I noticed, um, being a Nors that I am, after watching to watch these things uh, a couple of times. I, I did cam for, for the first time I watched it. Um, watching your every move, because I knew you were on the pod again this week. Congratulations. Fine game, after all that time out. Um, yeah, there's one moment. Italy got a penalty, and who's on the far touch line? waiting, the, the only forward on the far touch line out there, waiting to catch the ball, should it not uh, get into touch, it's you. The rest of the back roads are halfway through the field. So, uh, younger younger players out there, watch and learn. Um, but what I, I think I was just going to ask was, that there was times, and we, we can't probably get into the, the detail, but for me, there were tiny little bits of the very, very top percentage of, of how you need to, to be to be world cup winners. And fortunately enough, I was in and around 2014 and saw those minutiae that you, you got right. And they were there, they were present there on Saturday, just a few little details. Didn't always go right, but, but at least they were there. And I, it, it was a huge encouraging performance from, from my point of view for that, because you know, you, you are building, you just lost a a piece of furniture, uh, from the number 10, 10 slot. Uh, and that's not easy, but I, I was, I was, yeah, quietly impressed. Um, and I should have had more faith with my Match Pipe predictor. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> but the, the other question, because we, we must move on to, to the other nations, as much as I'd like to talk to you about the, the Red Roses all day long, is after 123 caps, were there, are there butterflies? Are there, are there nerves? Did your, your your mouth go dry? I go, jeez, what am I going to say to them this time? Oh, I've been out for 13 months. Oh, I've forgotten how to do this. Was there any sort of feelings like that?
1: always johnny i don't think um regardless really times but yeah i just think i i didn't put any pressure on myself on a game point of view i just i just wanted to go out and enjoy it i just wanted like normally I set myself a few little goals that i want to do like performance wise and i was just like m- my biggest goal was just to enjoy it um having said that once i finished i was like oh my god i did this wrong i did that wrong i should have done that better and i was like oh my, just, just stop just just enjoy being back so it was definitely there's definitely nerves like um which for me is a good sign like when I'm not nervous I get worried um and there's always a bit around like what you want to say to what you want to say to them like whether it's the right thing obviously haven't been around for um the the last games that of England have played and just knowing where the team's at and stuff from, from a game perspective so there's there's always those doubts that go through your head regardless I think of how many caps you have and they probably still will be because you want to get it right a bit like you like you're a perfectionist. you want to do the right thing you want to say the right thing you want to get the team in the right place so so yeah there's, there's always 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 question yourself to make sure it's the right thing.
0: And what did you say? What were your last words before you went out of the park? Do oh, you remember?
1: That's, a, that's a, great, uh, a great thing. I think it was something along the lines of about how we trained and basically not leaving it like on the training ground and like to come in. We trained hard. We want to probably, like, work hard. We want to go out there and yeah, um, be relentless and impose ourselves on to Italy. Something something along those lines.
0: Um, Brilliant. I mean, it worked perfectly in the first forty. years Magic that. <laughs>
1: I know, maybe I should have a word. I, I know I spoke about half time but that's
0: uh yeah You dropped training to Henry the 5th at half time and did the yeah.
1: job.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well what, what is it like at half time? Who who does most of the talking I uh, uh, you know if you listen to, to to rugby or watch rugby you know lots of different coaching captains have different ways of ways of doing. What what is it like at half time that Red is changing room?
1: um so basically we, we have a little minute to ourselves to just get a breath um the coaches um let the physios get round check in with you just have a little basically get yourself in a place where you can have a conversation and then you split into units so we'll go into our forwards pick out the general points people will probably chip in with a little bit um and then we come together and our midst generally leads on the things we need to work on um and then um, once they go out, when the staff go out, we'll probably pull together and have a final few words, depending on what the coaches have said and what I think needs to be said as we go out to the, cha- out to the field.
0: Great stuff. And you, you, you're back now. Did you have a little glass of Prosecco on the, on the way back?
1: Do you know what? The hotel were really lovely. We got back um and they'd got they we got pizza for tea and the next thing they brought a trolley out was these bottles of prosecco and they poured us a little glass and gave, came oh. round individually to the thirty tables that they had to do and um gave us a, a little glass of prosecco to have which was which was quite nice of them.
0: Oh really nice. And yeah. now this week you're yeah, it's it's no glamour. You're there in quarantine. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, nice. we obviously it's part and parcel, you know. We got yep. special exemption to to go to fly out, but we're no different to to people coming and back. We've had to. COVID test. We've had to fill in like one of these whereabouts forms to get back in from immigration, and now we've got to spend five days in in quarantine. Um, And it's so nice outside, and yeah, don't have a garden, so yeah, got. I'm I'm spending my time going from the sofa to the table, so (laughs) just a variant.
0: Nice, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's lovely out there. Um, (laughs) Yeah, a little bit sunburn. So, did everyone made it through quarantine? Did they? Yeah, yeah, immigration, yeah, yeah, yeah uh, no. just a few question marks in that spot. Uh, <laughs> no, just to remind you, uh, England beat Italy at the weekend 67 points to three. Player of the match was Meg Jones. Uh, tries came from Scout Fleetwood Dow. Harriet Miller Mills, 60th cap. I, I, what do you do if you're Simon Middleton with the back row, back five choices and options you have? It just because Harriet Miller Mills is one of my favorite players, her skills are just. Uh, out of this world. Uh, anyway, yeah, congratulations to her on it. Yeah, it was Cap 60, wasn't it, for, for her? And mark that with a try. Brian Cleo came on, uh, got a try as well. Claudia McDonald and Lark Davis. And it was a big, comforting well done to Sarah Hunter for getting back on the field. Well, look, let's turn our attention now to Wales. Had a bumpy couple of weeks, I think it's fair to say. Uh, But let's hear from the man in charge now. Warren Abrahams is on the Women's Rugby Pod. I'm Rachel
1: Malcolm and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod.
0: A very, very warm welcome to Warren Abrahams. Thank you so much for coming on the uh, WRP, Warren.
2: How's things? All right? Yeah, not bad. Firstly, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, no, it's it's going well. Obviously, um, as tough as it is, um, but we keep believing, and we're learning, and we keep growing. That's what we can do. So now uh, we're in a good place. Yeah,
0: absolutely. We're, we're whizzing around. We're, we're trying to cover all all the nations um, because we like we like parity or on, on the WRP. So yeah, short and Sharp today. We're just going to pile straight into it. Um, how was Ireland for you? Your assessment now. What we're we we Tuesday, aren't we? Tuesday afternoon. Now the dust has settled. Your sort of emotionless response to to the game. Let's let's put it that way.
2: Uh, no, it was uh, your credit to Ireland. Um, I think they 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 turned up um, they turned up in 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 pretty good shape. We have to say they put a put a lot of work in. You could see it there, um, and they had a really good start um to get those uh three four scores as quickly as they did um and then yeah we just we just got caught out napping a little bit um by all credit to ireland um i think we can we can take um we can take a lot of positives from that that second half uh but we sort of gave ourselves a really uphill battle there um and you know when when it's as tough as it was at half time Um, but look, I'm still proud of the girls. They, they, they sort of, um, they stepped up really well in that second half because they could have easily sort of, um, gone the other way. So I'm really proud of them from, from that perspective. Um, we also learned some, some really good lessons there. Ireland is an amateur team as well. So, um, they, they put a great benchmark for, for all of us individually, from the coaches, management, players, um, so it, it's a great challenge. We we're so early on in our journey, but we can take a we can take a lot of lessons from that one. Um, so, in context, as you say, it's it's we we're very early on, so we just got to keep believing and keep keep going forward. Yeah, absolutely. I think. Um, yeah, the, the,
0: Utter nonsense that's been been thrown around social media, and <laughs> literally something has has to be done. You don't know the bigger picture. Uh, uh, you're immersed in the women's game. Susan's immersed in the women's game. I'm immersed in the women's game. I don't know the bigger picture. Not not everybody knows all the bits and pieces. To start throwing mud around is, is is just disgraceful. I just wanted to to make that that really really clear. But you must have seen some improvements from from over in Van. To, to, to the island game. What what were those improvements for you, Warren? Um,
2: uh, yeah, so we look. It's a it's a tough one to to sort of really break down because we shot ninety six points in the in the two games. But then there was there were some critical moments both in our second half, where uh, where the girls sort of showed that hunger and fight and and some really great character there. Um, so the curiosity now is around how do we start like that? Or how do we, how do we bring that into everything we do from the very start in these test matches? Um, also the way we trained, um, uh, we, we all taught, we prepared really well and we trained really well, um, uh, during that sort of post France in preparation to the, to the Island game. Um, so it is that potential. There's so much raw potential there. So, um, they just scraping the barrel um it is there it's my job to uncover it um i gotta keep pushing them to to believe you know we we can i always say to them we can we we just need to focus on on what we have and what we can do at this moment in time um and um uh, like you say people can talk and scrutinize us as as much as they want we got to focus on what we have and we got to make the the, the most out of out of all we have, um, but from an attitude and sort of uh, behavior perspective, um, there's some really good moments there. Um, there's some good moments if we when we start putting our sort of um, this freedom we want to play with, um, where we. We showed their glimpses against Ireland as well, glimpses against <laughs> against France. It is there. It, it it will come. It will it will come. Good. We just got to keep believing. Um, there's enough there for us to. Um, as hard as it is, you know, in these moments, you you you. It's easy to sort of not find those stuff. Yeah. And as hard as it is, I've got to find that, and I've got to got to work with with what we have there and really sort of um um put everything in context um and really push forward um because it's a it's an exciting project uh this is the it's a long-term project it's 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 not going to happen overnight um and this is the that's the curiosity that's the that sort of fuels fuels me every day um and i gotta keep feeling the girls and keep giving them that belief you know they've um they've got had an incredible tough journey the last four years if you look at sort of the transition of coaches the instability everything they had and i and i i feel for them a lot with that that's in the past We've we i i believe we're in a good place we reviewing and 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 really looking at in depth at um, what the infrastructure looks like and how we can use the infrastructure to make the national team better and, and what we need to do from that perspective. So um, there, there's good lessons, but I think the the biggest one from from that is we got to use France and we got to use Ireland as as benchmarks if we want to be competitive with the rest of the world. Um, um, then there's some individual responsibility although we're amateurs we we it's only the coaching staff that's that's full time um um um, at the moment so our players are amateurs but we don't need to adopt an amateur mindset um there's some really cool bits we can do individually ourselves as hard as it is um but okay i think the greatest thing is that character and attitude they showed in those in those two games, we we got to use that to our advantage.
1: Just on that, Warren, obviously um, spoken about uh, the second half performances in both the, the France and the Island Games. Um, I I was just wondering what, what is spoken about at half-time to, to come out in in the second half in both games and 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 put those performances in compared to the, the first half.
2: Yeah, look, Sarah. That's a great question. There, uh, um, I, I suppose the one against France was probably um, a little bit more tactical and um, and and harsh, but tactically harsh, <laughs> if, if if that's a way to sort of because um, we do we did miss a number of opportunities where we created stuff in 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 the France in the France game. So it was a, a, a sort of a. Probably more tactically, tactically smarter conversation, but house, Where on 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 Saturday it was probably one of my most uncomfortable half conversations I needed to have with the girls because, look, it was just not good enough. We and but we all need to take responsibility. Um, you don't start um, test matches in that manner, and I, and I think we probably. We pride ourselves on our unity in our squad, and we probably um, went away from that a little bit um, in that one. So it it was a tough conversation at halftime and, and like I said, really uncomfortable for for me personally as well. Um, But I had to make sure that I was um, emotionally in a good enough space to be impactful with the words i wanted to get across um because that's always the hardest uh, the hardest but as uh, as a coach as well and with the way the game was going you sort of you you could lose focus because it was it was going wrong and it was going wrong rapidly and i'm trying to really sort of keep my focus so i can still uh be present in the game and that was the hardest but but look it, it was tough to have that conversation with the with the girls at halftime. um but i i am again i'm i'm just proud with with how they responded um in those moments and and look it says a lot of of uh of where we are as a group to be able to bounce back like that
1: yeah, definitely they certainly had um impact and effect um, <laughs> But
0: for those second half performances, that's for sure. What you strike me uh, and <laughs> what I've heard from my inside sources that I have everywhere were <laughs> honestly. No, I, no, I, don't, I don't at all. Um, uh You're not the kind of person who's going to probably answer this question, or certainly not not with a with a with a flamboyant bat. But anyone in particular? In the lead up to the Six Nations, in, in those two games that, that that stood up, you think, well, you know, not uh, i probably aside from that, because we know what, a, what an incredible leader she is on and off. Are there enough people to, to hang your coaching hat on, to, to to hang Wales's hopes on? Are there enough people in that squad that, that you can build around?
2: Yeah, hundred percent and and like I said we we're so early on in this journey but you look at um, some of those those young you look at Mac Davis, there's only a second cap come off so early um, uh, only what what 18 19 I think she just turned 19 you look at Caitlin Lewis who came off um, or came on in the, in the second half Neve Terry so there alone is is like three incredible young players that um, um, that's hungry uh, for For um, for success and hungry to play for Wales, Uh, obviously you got you got. I think our our big thing is we've got this really good blend of of young players. Uh, If you look at our age profile of our team, uh, I tried to work it out today. We 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 probably our average age is probably twenty three, twenty four at the moment. So we, if not less than that, Um, so we got a, a very young squad. Um, you look at robin wilkins who had a 50th cap at the weekend, he's only 26 he's just turned, turned 26 and and obviously that 50 equivalent uh, Sarah, you'd know um, in the women's game versus the men's game that is <laughs> that, that number of games alone there um so look i i we've got a, and and what i've seen from this group over the last three months now that i've that i've worked with them, i've I've got a lot of belief that I can. Um, I've got a good group of uh, young people here um, that I think will come good. Um, I just got to keep believing in them. But the key thing, yeah, for us is um, they need to start believing. You, you remember, it's uh, and and uh, Sarah, you're in a position where you've you've won a lot of stuff um, over the number of years now, so. Um, um, you understand how to win. A lot of my goals um, that I have at the moment, if you look at the trajectory, we've probably won two games in, in, in probably 11 years or something like that um, in, the, in the Six Nations. Um, you then go the number of tries they scored within this game, uh, in these games over the trajectory. So there's a lot of stuff there and we need to now learn we need to learn how to, to score tries when it when the press is on. We need to learn to um, probably step up in, in critical moments. We gotta learn to win games. These things take time. Um, and 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 I think with, with some stability, consistency, and, and what I what I had because sometimes I stand I stand there on the field and I go. It <laughs> would hey, 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 give you a good example. I showed them against France, for instance. If you look at every time we had the ball or from our set pieces and the way we tried to play in that particular game um, with the number of missed opportunities and you go, girls, there's the evidence. The evidence <laughs> suggests the opportunity is there. We just got to make the, uh, the right decision. However, to, be, to get to that level um, of the tactical decision-making um, at international rugby, we need support, and we got to keep building, and we got to keep going. But I'm excited about the, the age profile of my team at the moment, um, and like I said, it's it, it's a long-term project. <laughs> we just got to keep we just got to keep working at it at the moment, and they will learn how to win, and they'll learn to be um, competitive in the tough tough stages if that answers your question. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, absolutely does. I think you, you had one other question in there, Sutra, didn't you, that you wanted to, to fire at Warren?
1: Yeah, just on the back of that, just in terms of obviously talking about future plans, and I just want to know in terms of, like, say the next five years, what what is next for, for Wales? Like, what's in... So you're obviously new in the job, you've got excited... Um, Challenge ahead of you. Obviously, I'd imagined WRU on right like this thought plans like the next five years. You take on and go. I want to do this. I want this to happen. I want maybe this type of support. Just yeah. but in the next five years. What what would you want to see from from Wales?
2: Ah uh, yeah. I, I... There's a number of things. I think our, our, so our long-term vision is we want to be a top-four team, um, and there's no reason we can't be a top-four team. Um, if we look at, uh, ahead at 25-26 Rugby World Cup post that, um, there's no reason we can't be there. However, as you know, to be able to get there, we've got to look at our infrastructure. We've got to look at our, our player depth. we got to look at the pathway, how clear is this pathway into the... The national team um, at the minute, our depth is just not good enough, um, and we know that we you can't have one or two um, players in a in a position uh, to compete for a for a national team. That's that's just not good enough in my view. So we gotta go back to um, uh, um, to that pathway and really build this pathway. So it, it might take us a little bit of bit of time. Um, to, to sort of redevelop and establish this um, um, under-18s, under-20s? Because uh, these are the tough questions I asked when I, when, I, when I first turn up. Where are they? Do <laughs> you know what I mean? Where's the under-18s? Where's the under-20s? Where are they? I need 10 front rowers to go to the Rugby World Cup if the Rugby World Cup was still happening. Where are they? So, and and that's part of my responsibility coming in now is to really look at that infrastructure and how we build. So, how do we look after the the, the group of girls that we do have? How do we add to that? How do we create more competition? We this this year was our first year that we have probably ninety percent of our squad obviously playing in the in the Allianz Premiership. So that is a an added bonus. Now we got to start we got to start building this conveyor belt so it so it can come through so perhaps 2025 is is um, uh, ambitious but i believe there's we, we just added i added three apprentice girls to the six nation squad who's 17 years old and they've got ridiculous potential so you are already going excited there but the under 18 community game just opened up as well so I don't know what I'll uncover there, but I'm hundred percent sure that they're there. I just got to go and find them. So there's a lot of stuff uh, uh, along the way, and then we also gotta, we also need to look at where the game's moving because obviously the game is moving into a a professional level, but but we got to be really smart with how this model fits in with with. with Wales, with Wales women. So we get that right. Um, um because I'm I, I I'm a I'm a strong believer if we get this model right, um we'll benefit from it in in the future versus just throwing something at it and we could learn lessons from what England did in the past. There's some some really good lessons there and how they had to regroup to be able to to go again. Um so we just gotta be really smart with with um how we approach these these next few years and i think the the biggest blessing we had was the rugby world cup being postponed i think it was you know i always i'm a big believer in within adversity there's opportunity and the opportunity to reset and time time without is one of our the greatest thing for things for us at the moment so now we can really sort of Press the reset button and look at what we can do because there's loads of potential. I mean, we're talking about the WIU, yeah. That is, uh, it's it's the men just won <laughs> the, the Six Nations, so it's a it's a it's a proper union. We just got to get the infrastructure and and the brilliant stuff. Now is we had the CEO in the last few weeks. We had the chairman Ruffwiches in, uh, our chair of communities um, in and around. We had Wayne Pivik in. The, there's there's great interest, and and my role is to close that gap, um, so we can we can benefit from each other's programs, um, and we just need to make sure that um, obviously we look after what we have at the moment, and we support them to the best of our abilities, but. You know, you spoke earlier there about the exciting youngsters who's coming through Love There's some really good, exciting young players coming coming through, um, um, and it's my responsibility to make sure I find and I nurture them as we go go ahead. Well, anyone I can say if you say anyone
0: comes in front of you and speaks to you, Warren, your your enthusiasm and passion is utterly infectious. So <laughs> uh, if if that's half the battle, then then you've won that already. Well, I. I Really like to chat to you further, as I think we, we said just before you you came on that perhaps we'll do we'll do a pod once the six has has gone off and, and we can have a, a more in-depth chat about you you and yourself and whatever. But I, I think it, it, it's worth noting that you know, that, that that girls team and a lot of those players have been in and I think it's a point you made earlier, utterly rudderless for about three or four years. That's a really difficult place to pull them back from, and people have got to realise that. And yeah, forty-five nil, whatever. It's 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 tough reading, but you you're coming back from a place of of, of real bleakness and real rudderlessness, and uh, if there is such a word. Um, and remember, Wayne Pivak, back in the autumn, everybody wanted to sack him. Now he's, golden, now he's Golden ball's coach, isn't he? Because uh, he's won the Six Nations. So it does turn around very quickly. Um, and I do, yeah. Utterly engaging to chatting to you today. And thank you very, very much for your time. And we wish you all, all the very best for that final and beyond. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll catch up with you again soon here on the WRP. But thanks for your time today.
2: No, thank you for having me. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, really engaging to talk to Warren. I know we've both got sort of, Connecting into that that Welsh camp and he uh, comes with a, a big reputation. But uh yeah, for me, I think I've said it on this, this podcast before. Uh but Steve Hansen asked uh you've got a room full of the top coaches, who's gonna be the best coach in the room? And he said the the one who's uh most emotionally mature uh and therefore able to deal with people the best will be your best coach. And yeah, that's that's kind of right up his street. And you've got you got that sense again there. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I think, um, obviously, some of the girls in the Welsh camp, but also he was involved in the England Sevens programme, I think, for a little bit. And um, I've heard nothing but good comments about his coaching, but like you say, more importantly, about his management of people. And I think um, from an outsider looking in from, from Wales, that's probably what you need at the minute in terms of how do you get a team to perform and believe in themselves and to come back from um results like that uh he seems like the the right man to 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 do it
0: yeah and as i said while he was on you know they they have been utterly rudderless and a coach disappears and nobody knows why and then then they don't have a full-time head coach it's people filling in and it's i mean it's it's no way to wear a, a, a national side. I don't know. <laughs> you probably can't say too, too much. And it probably would be appropriate for you to say, but just, just utterly rudderless. And it, it's like turning, turning an oil tanker. Um, and right now it, it's sort of coming that way, but who knows if I get stuck in the canal. Hey, <laughs> yeah. eh? oh, that's brilliant. Topical. <laughs> uh, that's magic. No, uh, but, but I think he, he, he realizes that. And I know, that they've lost a few people in that kind of pathway. Ryan Jones was involved, wasn't he? Uh, Caroline Spanton, who was, was was doing some really really good stuff, uh, left in in another sport now. Charlie Watham, who again we'd like to to get on the pod, uh, is talking about this pathway, but he realizes, I think you can tell from that the scale of the job that that he's got. He needs to go right to to the very roots of of where he's getting players right to the very top and shape it himself for the future good of Welsh women's rugby, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. But he seems like he's totally on board to do that. You know, like so enthusiastic and so passionate about, about what that Welsh team can be. And you just got to look to the Welsh women's teams of of the past and the men's team, it's a small country, but by God, does it produce rugby players. So they're definitely out there somewhere. And he strikes me as a good person to, to go out and, and find them and, and develop them, um, and, and get them playing for the senior team. And, um, anyone with that amount of passion and motivation, enthusiasm you'd think is likely to be successful if he's given that right support to, to do that as well.
0: And there is the key question. We will leave the whales chat on that key question. Speaking of support, uh, Sarah Hunter, are you a Flog It fan?
1: <laughs> Do you know what? I don't think I've ever watched it. What? don't think I've watched it
0: honestly i always think it's best to because i don't get the full detail of the program the first five times i watch it so (laughs) always like to watch it just that six times just to get the 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 full detail of it look we're being flippant but uh i I, i'm I'm just i actually really don't don't know how to to express uh my 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 feelings of this which is it's unusual for me I and mean, nobody just use loads and loads of words but uh and excuse the rant but this is a this is gonna gonna be a rant and i do it and i say it because i think people like you who pulled on that white shirt 124 times and m- majority of those has been an amateur so you've worked to the level to get to an, a, 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 a to be an athlete to represent your country and there's so few people that do that basically in your spare time as an amateur. And now we're moving into a professional league, uh, professional times. And we have the six nations tucked away on an iPlayer and we have a broadcast and I've been involved in one of them. And, you know, I, I say these kind of things and, you know, who, who knows whether they, they want to have me back in or, or, or not. But Joe, um, you know I think it needs to be said. How, how can you not do a, a pre-match for the broadcast? How can you not do a half-time for the broadcast? How can you not have reporters? It's it's utter, utter laziness. And we have offered people from the Six Sessions, the very head of the Six Sessions, to come on the pod for the last seven months. I've been in contact with them for the last seven months. What support can we give? What can we do? How can we help? Here's loads of ideas. We're, there are people offering this kind of help. I got an answer last week. No, we don't want any help, thanks. Okay, fine. We'll then do it properly. But if you don't come back and tell us why you're you're not doing certain stuff, or you know, we we don't know that the the game the final is at a certain location, which those in the know know, but we're now being told it's because of the, the royal death at the moment. I mean, it's just it's just it all leads you to believe that people don't within that organization don't don't care. It is so easy to do a half time studio, your cameras are there, and it it's so easy to do a pre match and a post match. It is not rocket science. Your cameras are there and you've got people broadcast. Sarah Orchard, Nick Keith, myself experienced people who know the women's game who could easily do that stuff. They do it. For the Allen's premier Fifteens most weeks, week in, week out. It is laziness. And therefore it says, well, they don't care. And it's not like they're a the bit not being offered. People who are passionate enough to, to go and do it and could do it for them. I know. Cause I've done that. I just, it, it just, it utterly amazes me. And the athletes, who are out there week in, week out, representing their countries, deserve better. It is insulting. Please, can we give the women's game the professionalism it deserves, the professionalism they've been showing for the last 10, 15 years without being professionals? Can we at least do them the courtesy of showing that on a broadcast level now? And I'll just pop down from my high horse. <laughs> um it's not yeah, yeah. We don't, we don't, don't need the reaction from you. It's so like it's, it's not, not right to, to get get reaction off you. But um, just, just had to be said because it, it's just, utterly, utterly infuriates me. Um, there we go. Back to the positivity. The glass is back being half full, and now a lady who is always half full, she's as bubbly as her hair is curly. Is a former Ireland star, Jenny Murphy. Jenny Murphy, awesome to have you back on the pod. Last time you were in the, uh, the black and white of the Barbarians today to match your little, is that a little desk behind you? Very little, sweet little desk behind you there in the in the Emerald Green. You're
3: representing Ireland today. Uh, how sick are you? Are you well? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Can't complain. Um, just tip it away. We're still in lockdown here, so I'm extremely jealous Evo, both. Being able to kind of get out and about um, and actually have, like, meet up with groups of people but hopefully hopefully at some stage they'll they'll loosen things up and we'll have a bit more freedom back in our lives because there's only so many walks I can go on in a day. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And what, what's keeping you busy job wise and what have you now? Um yeah, so I started a new job with um with Google recently. So that's keeping me kind of busy learning learning a lot. My brain is mush come friday evening from all the things i'm trying to fit in but uh, yeah it's cool really cool environment and i'm looking forward to going into the office because for the moment uh, yeah i'm working from home and um, but the commute's great <sighs> <laughs> and is it like the internship I mean, you haven't been in there yet but is the office like the internship with these
0: weird and wacky sofas and all that kind of stuff and bizarre uh, people in whatever clothes running around the place
3: um, well oh, no i haven't been in the office so ah, I don't know. yeah it's, it's um, yeah but you get you get the cool hat with, with the little umbrella on top so um that's that's the only thing i can confirm
0: job done job yeah. done uh jenny we, we we're gonna pile straight into it a uh, busy old time at the moment six nations uh there's bit of a bit of a buzz around it Quite right. There, there should be uh, whether it's built on sad or not is that a conversation for for another day. But Ireland's first hit out in this uh, in this tournament. What did you make of them?
3: Oh, like I thought they got off to an absolute cracker start. And um, own fairness, think Wales has two difficult games and it hasn't been the easiest for them. But that's not to take away from from Ireland. I think their attack looked like the best it's been in years. They looked really sharp. Um, and they looked in really good nick and um, massive credit to S&C there or the current i personally think she's one of the best in the business she's worked with the leinster women's rugby team and the irish hockey team as well so she's excellent at her job and, and the girls will say the same too so and um, yeah it was exciting good game well from an irish perspective it was really enjoyable to watch and um, so yeah i'm really looking forward to the cracker next week and um, with france just to see we can really measure up and see where we are in the standings
1: no, I, I completely agree with you, Jenny obviously, what you haven't they haven't played a game since this time last year or probably even later since like March and Six Nations. so I think they probably surpassed everyone's expectations of of how they were going to come out so the preparation they've been doing they just looked like a really well organized team that like you would never have said haven't played a game for for over a year, you know they looked like connected they looked well drilled they looked organized they looked like they they had this game plan that they wanted to execute so yeah i was i was really impressed impressed with them um and yeah like you say it'll be an interesting uh exciting game as they build towards before france uh this weekend
0: well we'll look at to to france in just uh in, in just a second a- any individuals particularly catch you at the uh the weekend jenny
3: um, well, I have to mention my housemate, or she'll kneecap me, so um, <laughs> Catherine, Catherine Dane, I thought, had an absolute dinger um, in this one-half <laughs> position, so she's, she's not here now, but just, just in case she is, oh, I'll say it later, so she, <laughs> she'll see next um, I, I saw them, like, I know I'm biased, but I thought she controlled the game really well, like, she's an extremely smart player, and we haven't even seen, like, how good her box kicker, or her game from the boot is yet, and... Um, so I think that's really strong. And then you can't you can't talk about who didn't play well without mentioning Bevan, Bevan Parsons. Uh, she again was so powerful with ball in hand, looked really threatening at times. So I think there was some really like solid side performances. But for me, there's they're the two I probably would have been most impressed with. Especially like this is like they've had internal games, but like like Sarah was saying, to come off and not look They didn't look particularly rusty, especially with the the setback of like the World Cup qualifiers and stuff that being delayed. And like, you know, all all international players is a build up to that. Um, And then for that kind of setback to happen and still kind of go all guns blazing. And and they look like they really enjoy playing as well, which is, you know, it just makes it so much easier when you're implementing your game plan. It's one that you enjoy. And so, yeah, it's pretty good good
0: day at the office for the housemate and the, the other Irish girls <laughs> well I mean they, they, they've done these 20 or, or so camps so we've heard you're there in amongst one, one of your housemates is, is there uh but as you said it seems to just enjoy not only enjoy those those camps but actually enjoy being out on the field. Um, has that, has it been a, a conscious change that they worked on that or is that just literally sort of coming naturally and spending that amount of time together?
3: Like, to be honest, I don't know. You're, you're probably better asking the players, but like, I know for me anyway, when, do you know, when you get injured and have, and have massive setbacks, when you're eventually allowed to get back on the pitch and play, you're just so grateful and you just realize it's just a game. You might as well enjoy it and have a bit of fun, kind of soak it up. And, yeah the girls didn't get injured but they got matches taken away and an opportunity to play against with a team so when you're given when you're given those 80 minutes to play a game that you love uh, representing your country you know why not do it with a smile on your face and because it can it can go like that happy players make better players no 100% agree
0: that's it. My coaching badges are done. <laughs> Happy days. Well, look, let, let's let's move ahead to France then.
1: Just going to say, yeah, you touched on it a little bit earlier. Just in terms of, obviously, France had that great performance against Wales. You guys have done. What what are you expecting?
3: Oh, like it's it's going to be exciting. I don't. I'd like to go. I'd like to think that both teams were gonna are going to go and play real attacking real attacking rugby um, and play their own game rather than try to try to focus on, focus on stifling the other teams Um, like Ireland have done a great job so far they like we know with ball in hand they're dangerous get their ball get the ball to the danger players and kind of see what happens I think it's going to be extremely physical and um, the back row are going to play a big part in you know not just ball retention but how you know how clean we get good ball out of the backs, and um, but yeah, it's going to be it's going to be exciting. I think I I am afraid to call it now. I think before the tournament, I probably would have said France are our heavy favourites. Obviously, they still are. They've got that semi-professional tag that you know that's huge. You know, more rest, um, been more time to focus on the game when a lot of the Irish girls are you know they're still working full time, but um, but again, like. The fact that you get to play, you can, you can get a lot of mo- motivation from that too. And you're playing against one of the best teams in the world. So you do want and expect the girls to rise to the occasion. Give it a crack. Yeah, absolutely. And your you take think, on it, Sunter?
1: Yeah, I was just going to say, um, do you think playing at home will, will make any difference like in how Ireland perform or ha- more importantly, probably how France tend to tend to travel abroad from away from games?
3: Um. Well, you know, probably know yourself. Like that, the French fans they do travel, and with COVID now, and it being kind of empty seats, it definitely does dull that sway that the fans can sometimes have. That extra bit of momentum and energy that you can get, but uh, yeah, I still think being at home has an advantage. You know, in in Donnybrook Stadium, sometimes the wind can get a little bit dodge and having having a little bit. Getting being used to that and having better insight into the like, you know, pitch and what when to kick where and you know that does have an advantage in a way. And then just like not having to travel during these weird times, like it's stressful enough too. So I think all those things they're like one percenters. It's not enough to sway a game, but it's still enough to to have some kind of impact.
0: Go on, then. let's have predictions
3: from you both. Jenny's going Ireland by how much? Oh, um, I'm going to go Ireland by three. Keep it, keep it tight. Sarah Hunter, I'm oh, just wanted it
0: down for my match pipe predictor.
3: That's yeah,
1: I'm, do you know what? I, love, I genuinely, this is honest. I, I don't know which way it's going to go. Um, I know I said that before, but like, on a, you know, like we finished both our games. Like, right, I'm going to do my prep for our final game. And I, we generally have to be looking at both teams because like, after Ireland's performance on Saturday, like they've just properly thrown themselves into into contenders um, for for being in that game without a shadow of a doubt.
0: Good, we'll get off the fence. Who's going to win? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I thought I didn't know. No, um,
0: you've been on the fence so long in this podcast, you take a mortgage out of the thing.
1: Oh, I can't. I can't. I, this
3: is a this is a safe space, sir. You could just like say hey, so like, yeah. I I would like
1: to play. I would like to play Island in the final. Um, just because I love playing Island, like it's one of them, like I, I don't know whether it's because it's just usually they're great games. And you were saying earlier, Jen, about um like having like um like time after like socials like when we've had sort of their last six nations games when they played island we had some great times like with St. Patrick's parties, all sorts of different things. And I just think it would be like, yeah, I don't know, play it. Obviously you wouldn't be able to do that on COVID, but I just genuinely love playing Island. It's just a great bunch of people to play. Like you can have a bit of chat with them beforehand. You go do your job, come off and then you chat with them afterwards. Like yeah, just love playing Ireland. Is that
3: the chat because we speak the same language or we're just we're saying it?
0: She said exactly the same to our French guest earlier. So, I mean, you believe who you like. Yeah. <laughs> Jenny, look, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it there. We're taking off your your uh, your evening up. Thank you so much for joining us again on the WRP. It's always a real pleasure to have you on, and uh, hopefully, we'll catch you in the flesh very soon.
3: Thanks very much, guys. Best of luck with the rest of the podcast and the, the tournament as well.
0: She's great. She's great fun. Great sense of humour. Uh, enjoyed her analysis there of, of of Ireland, and you gave some of your your thoughts as well. I, yeah, I just, I. It looked like they hadn't been away, and that's, that's a hell of a compliment um, with with everything that's been been thrown at people. Um, just gives a little bit more insight into to Ireland, France, now that uh, Jenny and her her housemate, who sounds. <laughs> Quite an aggressive character which you're gonna kneecap her. <laughs> uh, one thing I wanted to say, Jenny was to talk about there about the uh, you know, asking current players, whatever. We'd love to ask some of our current players. Uh, none of them have been released to to us here at the WRP throughout the Six Nations to speak to. So uh, draw your own conclusions to that, uh, whether that's helping to promote the, the women's game or not. But uh, yeah, that's that's been the situation from the uh, the Irish Rugby Football Union. How how, how disappointing uh, in my personal opinion. So yeah, we can't get the uh, the current players' thoughts, uh, which is a real shame. Uh, but yeah, Ireland France that is properly tight.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like. Ireland came, I think Ireland were better on Saturday than they were in the six nations last year. Like it's like how how do they do that? I mean, all credit to them. And I felt like it was a matter of time because if you look across the board, they haven't changed too many players since then. So is it more time together? Is it like focus? What whatever they they are literally, I think, in a really good place. I think I think what it'll come down to is probably I think that the the upfront battle. I think whoever can create that platform for their danger players to to strike from, I think will probably get the get the result in the end. Like you look at the players, like whether Bouchard's going to score a she scored a hat trick in under fifteen minutes, and then you look at Boulard, like. Who's going to play Tremoulier, Boulard? Like Boulard looked dangerous. Um, so you've, they've got some really strike powers. But you look at obviously Bevan Parsons. Like get her the ball, and she looks like scoring majority of the time. So so I think it'll come down to what happens up front and who can create the platform for for um, their danger players to strike from.
0: If you're France and you're uh, Gil Elmaleh. How much pressure are you going to put on Hannah Tyrrell being new to that shirt?
1: Yeah, well, you'd look to, wouldn't you? That you generally your game functions if you're if your fly half is having a good game, is controlled generally not under under pressure, especially if they if they haven't played in that position for for a lot of time. So um, yeah, you wouldn't be surprised if if she gets a, a lot of heat coming her way to stop. To stop that um, connection between their their forwards and in their backs.
0: Yeah, it has 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 been a, a a problem position. You can only play what's in front of you, of course. But forty five nil tells tells its own story. Thirty one 0 at half time. Uh, Wales come back slightly stronger uh, in that second half. But yeah, I just I, I feel that they're a complete side and and. And Hannah Till is, is beginning to make that that shirt a little bit more of her own. And when you've got sending up outside and, and sort of comfort blankets like that, actually, it's it's going to make things easier. But so, yeah, for Hannah Till and, and the rest of them, I wish, wish her luck, because that really has been a, a problem position for them uh, for... Some time really now since uh, Norris Stapleton really stepped away from the game. So, yes, great to see Ireland firing at that kind of level, and it will be a hell of a game. Ireland against France, two fifteen kickoff on the BBC iPlayer live on the BBC iPlayer. The other game at the weekend, of course, Sarah Hunter, England captain is Scotland against Italy. Played in both. How's it going to go?
1: I honestly don't know. You know, you look at the signs that both teams have made in terms of their progress. Um, France obviously had, not um, France, Scotland against France had a very good performance and that they've taken a lot of confidence into that. Um they've lost Rachel Malcolm, their captain, which is a huge player player for them. Um they obviously showed some really good stuff against against us and really challenged us in that in that second half. Um so I mean I'm sitting on the fence here, Johnny, because obviously Italy um are probably the, the best I've seen in a in a long while. Um and how they performed, that was at home, what are they gonna be like when they go away? Um how are they gonna travel? they've got to take some confidence from, from playing in that first half or that first 50 minutes. Um, yeah. I sh- do you know, I, I don't know. I think it'll be a close game and I think it'll, and I think that'll be good. I think it'll be good to see it. I think it'll be competitive. Um, I think both teams uh, will need to score points um, and we'll probably have to improve um, the opportunities to do that. They both created stuff. They just got a, They've just got to finish better, um, and it might come down to which team maximises that um, on on Saturday. I think it is. So yeah, um, yeah. I'm going to sit on the fence. Sorry.
0: No, I mean I expect nothing less. Uh, <laughs> what well, if, if I said to you Rachel Malcolm does play this weekend? Would your opinion be different, and therefore, how much influence does she have?
1: I think she has a huge influence. Obviously, playing with her um I mean not this season but normally week can week out with, with her at club. Like she's just like often the heartbeat of a team, you know, the way she plays, the way she the passion that she has in terms of playing for Scotland and and the nature of her putting her body on the line. I think the England game summed it up. She got injured in the first minute or first second of the game and played half of rugby after damaging her MCL. So I think that shows the nature and the character of who she is. And I think she's a real talis- talisman player. Um, so I think it, it does make a big difference, especially because I'm missing Jade Conkle as like she's doing her firefighter training. It just it just leaves another space in that back row.
0: Yeah, no, I can agree. So no, I'm gonna push you, who's gonna win? Uh... this is only for my selfishly for my matchmate predictor, but
1: Yeah, I mean, you'll probably change at half time anyway, Johnny. Um, I did. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I I might go Scotland just because they've got, like, we've got a lot of Lightning players in there. So I'd I'd like to see them do well. Nice. I'd like like to see them get a win.
0: Fine. Well, I'll go Italy then. (laughs) Just because I love Jada's hair. There we go. Uh, No better technical reason than that. There we go. That's. Italy against Scotland summed up for the weekend.
1: I'm Mohan and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod.
0: Let's bring you up to speed with all of the news from around the overworld. The details for those Six Nations games at the weekend. Pool A: Italy against England. Sixty-seven points to three. England won over in Parma. Uh, we've spoken about Player of the Match, Meg Jones, and those try scorers. Scout Affleck with Dowell, Miller, Mills, Brian kill McDonald, and Lark Davis. Uh, yeah, Abby Dow was good, wasn't she? And really, really great to see her her back on the on the park. Uh, very, very difficult weekend. Obviously, all of our love and thoughts go out to, to Abby and uh, the rest of her family and friends at a really difficult time. But yeah, smashing to see to see her back out on the field. In pool B, Ireland against Wales. Uh, 18 minutes it took Ireland to get the bonus point. Uh, brilliant preparation that, that they've been having. Parsons, Constantine, Hannah Tyrrell, uh scored, making it 31 0 at half times. Wales were gritty, uh, determined in their, in their defensive efforts in that. Uh, Second half, had to wait to the 72nd minute to get more points on the board. Next week, Scotland against Italy at five o'clock on the iPlayer. And Ireland against France is quarter past two on the iPlayer. Probably should have done that chronologically. But, you know, we like to mix things up on the WRP. So those are the fixtures for this weekend. Although there is a bit of speculation where the where the Ireland France game is going to happen because of uh, of quarantine rules and regulations, but yeah, we, we do certainly hope that one could get away, just move it to to Belfast, right? And uh, things are, are are okay. But of course, the uh, the Premier Fifteens returns this weekend, Sunter. Uh, no doubt you'll be on Zoom preparations for that. What we normally do with the uh, with Berth, as I'm sure you know, as a regular listener to the pod, is I get predictions from you. So we'll rattle through the fixtures. Yeah. Bristol against DMP. Bristol. Why?
1: Um I just think they're due um due a win after a few difficult um performances. The players that they've got probably just a little bit stronger in depth than DMP. Having said that, obviously they're uh, missing a hell of a lot of their Welsh contingent um, as well. So we saw what DMP did against uh, Wasps, cutting it close. But yeah, I think um, I think Bristol will will edge it. And they're at home. It's a long way to. It's a long way from Darlington to Bristol.
0: Aye. It certainly is. Gloucester Heartbreak against Wasps.
1: I think Gloucester Hartbury might do it. I'm going really? for an upset. Yeah. Really? Okay. I think obviously wasps are missing a lot of their frontline players. Line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and obviously quite a lot of their forwards. Um, the, yeah, Irish the Irish contingent. contingent, yeah. Obviously, Harriet mellon M- um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think And Gloucester-Hartbury are at home.
0: Nice, okay, Gloucester-Hartbury. Yeah, I'm sticking with you so far. I'll go with hartbury too. Quinns Worcester? Uh, Quins. Just too strong, right?
1: Yeah, I think, again, that... If missing a lot of players. Um and Worcester looked really good against um was it Bristol the other week, the one you did the comms for? Um was that did they play Bristol? Worcester Bristol?
0: Yes, that's right, yeah. Yep.
1: Um, I was really impressed with Worcester and what they'd done. Yeah. Um but I think Quinns might just have a bit too too much about it. And I think it'd be be quite tight, but I think Quinns are probably used to sort of that winning mentality and, and it, it's away from away from home as well. So um, going up to Surrey Sports Park and that wind on that hill up there, it's not the, the greatest place to go.
0: No, it's not, is it? Uh, Sale, Exeter. Anyway, Exeter could put a lot a lot of pressure on you guys now.
1: Yeah, I'd love to go. Um, I'd love to go a sail win as it would help, help us out. But I think like, Exeter don't. <laughs> Have, don't lose anyone, really. I don't think. Um, on their nine, Jess, Jess Roberts, um, yeah. she's in Wales camp, but I think other than that, I think they're they're pretty as they are, and that's probably been one of the like keys to their success this year is their continuity of of their their starting fifteen. Um, so I think Exeter will get the win there, unfortunately, for, from our point of view. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I agree. So, uh, yeah, the Davis, uh, in the second row, and, and Lisa Newman as, uh, as well. that sale contingent uh, with the Welsh lot, but agree. I think Exeter will win with a bit between their teeth. And then finally, Loughborough against Saras as a bonus point will put you into the semi finals. I'm not, be informed. Who, yeah. who, who are you going for there?
1: I think, do you know what, Charlie? I can't not go for the team that I play and coach, can I? My... No.
0: Well, I mean, you could, but you probably wouldn't have a job in the morning.
1: Yeah, I'd probably get sacked.
0: And we don't want that.
1: No, we don't. Um, We're obviously missing an awful lot of players, as are Saracens. So it'll be really interesting to see what that that next level sort of down. Obviously, they've got some Canadians. We've got a couple. um, And for us, I'm not sure about, obviously, Saracens, but we've got a lot of youngsters, and it gives them a real opportunity to kind of, the hand up That they're they are really talented the only thing they're probably lacking is game time and experience so but in that sense they've got no like preconceptions of what that game might might entail i remember a moena telling last season first ever premiership game at 17 was against saracens and was player of the match like just had no fear go out and play so I know that's kind of the message we're trying to trying to install, and um, so yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see.
0: Great, well, good luck. Um, I'm going to go. Saturday is purely to be different, so we've got some sort of difference in the prediction. So we will see you next week, and then I'll jump up the leaderboard. See if you've gained any points for for birth on that leaderboard or or not. But uh, yeah, those and it's Premier Fifteen Twix is coming at you one o'clock on Saturday news from other parts of the oval world then Suntar who's down in uh, New Zealand little sevens they were playing a uh, little showcase sevens tournament as part of their Olympic preparations a couple of black ferns teams uh, there was a, uh, a a Black Ferns 15-sec team and a, a manoa Pacific team playing in that Sevens Tournament. The, uh, the weekend culminated in the Black Fern Sevens playing and, uh, before and after the Hurricanes against the Crusaders Super Rugby game. The game is also shown live on Sky. I'll just repeat that. The game... and This is, you know, a come-together Sevens Tournament. So not a sort of regular featured international tournament, whatever, shown live on Sky. They do do things properly and well down in the land of the long white cloud.
1: That is very true. They do do women's rugby extremely well. Haven't been down there a few times to play. Moving uh, on to a different part of the world, there was more sevens out in Dubai with their second invitational tournament there. Um, this time, though, the, runners, the winners running out were France, um, who beat last week's winners, Canada, 17-12, in the final, with Caroline Bertrand uh, winning MVP.
0: Oh, c'est magnifique, hein? Mm. Tu pas les vu français, hein?
1: No.
0: Right, good. <laughs> uh we certainly <laughs> <I'm> cutting... <laughs> oh, pretty poor. Uh the pronunciation was outstanding, though. A, a, a lot lot better than uh birth, we we'd we'd have from birth. So no, thank you very much uh, for for that. could I just check in with our match pipe predictors? If you want to get involved, and it is it does it does add an extra element to the game. You're watching as a fan or Analyzing it or whatever, but you do. Oh, don't score again. You know, you're willing your national team not to score again. I certainly wasn't the weekend because I'd underestimated uh, the second half that we we're going to have. But the code, yes, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, it was history. You're not good in Italy, away. <laughs> I've been there when you've been drawing a half time. I know. Uh, TWRP is our code to get involved with our league, which Katie Price still leads on 60 points. Get, don't know. It's the real Katie Price. Kind of part, part of me would like to think it is, or hopes that it is, and the other half really hopes it isn't. But uh, anyway, she's in the lead with some chap. was this? Gary Street. St-
1: St- St- Never heard
0: of him. <laughs> no. Don't, don't know who he is. Obviously, just got a bit lucky in the first couple of rounds. Uh, he, stays, he stays second. Uh, birth and I are down in 18th. Solid. Solid.
1: Solid. Yeah. Oh. That's
0: because you changed your productions at halftime. That's why I, I, I do you know, what I did. I did. I was I was, kind of pushing out of 45 points and reduced it down to 28 difference. Oh, yeah. Well, you weren't doing very well anyway. Uh, 18 out of 19. So I think it's really solid from birth and I, uh, in that league, but also the fancy rugby as well. has brought another element to it as well. I went in with. The, Two locks didn't register for some reason, no idea why. So only with 13 players, but I'm now up to fourth in the women's rugby pod league. Uh, Berth went down three places. We should have that pot pickers music, we? <laughs> and up four, uh, Johnny Hammond. Uh, down seven is uh, Rachel Burford. So uh, yeah, those are those are the runners and riders and standards in those two. But yeah, get involved. It's just it's just 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 good fun. Um, and if people do want to get involved, get in touch. Um, yeah. Send us bits and pieces. So, to where do they do that?
1: Absolutely, we want to hear from anyone out there, especially those coming back to community rugby that are playing. Any stories you've got regarding women's rugby, we want to hear about it. And you can at us on your Twitter or your Instagram. And we are at Pod Women's Rugby on both Instagram and twitter and we also now have a facebook and youtube channel so we want to hear from you
0: guys get get in touch just get the community feel going g- going uh i saw, I put up by facebook um i'm not entirely sure what that is but uh yeah at, at pod women's rugby uh is where you can reach us yeah do, do send us because it's great to be back at back playing rugby i'm sure uh, all the amateur teams i know there's been lots of lots of bits and pieces people tagging us in but you get in touch with us. We'll get you on the pod uh, and give you a shout-out. This week's shout-out are...
1: They are from Halifax Panthers Academy. So sure. in collabor- collaboration with Calderdale Academy, student-athletes can play rugby whilst earning chosen trade qualifications. Yeah, that's Which good. Amazing opportunity for those wanting to play Um, and still pick up a qualification there is a taster session so the taster session is still happening on the 16th of april so make sure you get along and you can find out more information on their twitter handle which is at halifax panthers so make sure you have a look for them
0: jodie onsley and Shauna brown she's everywhere at the moment isn't she so i have to go to sand Shauna Brown, because get it gets everywhere. Uh, Jodie Onsley and Shauna Brown selected as two of the 35 elite sportswomen working with the Women's Sports Trust as part of their Unlocked 2021 programme. Great campaign last year. Uh, and congratulations. And looking forward to hearing more and raising more awareness for women's sport from Jodie and from Shauna. That's about it for another week. Sarah Hunter birth back next week if we if we allow i think yeah well we have to have a a vote amongst the team you've been such an admirable replacement have you enjoyed it
1: i have enjoyed it but they are certainly very big shoes to fill in rachel burford she does a a great job so she's been running around getting her camps back up so no um it's been a pleasure to stand in for for her and had a great time doing it as well so thank you for being kind and like bringing me all the way through and definitely um definitely enjoyed the time on the pod.
0: This week a special opportunity for our listeners and viewers from Rugby Coffee. Corne, uh it's been in contact and wants us all to sort of have a, a nice glass of coffee. Glass? A mug of coffee? You can have a glass, can't you? Latte served in a glass, I think. But uh, yeah, a glass, a mug of coffee. And it's giving us a discount code as well. 10% off your order. W.R.P. 10. And yeah, Rugby Coffee is uh, bringing ethically sourced coffee to the global rugby market via their online shop at Rugby Coffee. And They aim to give kids around the world opportunities to play rugby and help uplift their lives through their charity partners. This is coffee with a cause. We believe rugby and coffee brings people together and together we can make a difference. And by the way, Corne, I am available for voiceover work. No, get involved in the coffee. I've had, Corne was very, very kindly sent me some here and uh, it's, it's really cracking stuff. So, so do grab yourselves onto that with 10% off your first order. So thank you very, very much for the last couple of weeks. It's been a real, real privilege, a real, real treat to, for the England, current England captain to drop in and, and host our little podcast. It's uh, been a real treat and, and an honour. Thank you very, very much. We will do it again soon. Good luck in the final, wherever it may be played, when that gets announced. Thank you very, very much to our guests, to Jenny Murphy, to Warren Abrahams. Thank you very much to the whole of the team behind the Women's Rugby Pod, to Sean, to Tom, to Harry, to Jenny. Who am I missing? To Rugby Nut. Harry, have we said Harry? we said Harry in there as well. Yeah, thank you very much to all of them. And we will see you next week.